street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Hi. How was your walk? Yeah? Would you have time to do an interview? Um, sure. Okay. I'm Anthony, by the way. Sorry, I'm not coming to you. Oh, that's okay. Hi, I don't blame you. Madison? Yeah. Nice to, nice to meet you, too. I have this somewhat unusual hobby where okay. I, um, I ask strangers if we can select a belief that they're sure is true. Okay. And then ask questions to gently challenge how you're so sure. Okay. Do you want to give it a go? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, you... I just came like off the trail. How far did you walk? Um, I have no idea. I just kept mm. taking trails at random. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just to walk. <laughs> Sometimes people do that and they get lost. And they come out like four hours later like asking okay. for water. Do you, would you like a water? Uh, I'm good, thank okay. you. Yeah. You said medicine? Yes. Are you okay if I record it? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I have another camera too I want to put on myself over there in a okay. second. You got the double time one? Yeah, because it allows me to cut. Um, from one scene to the other, I don't know. Right. Plus, people want to see what I'm doing when I'm asking these questions. Yeah. Like, am I nodding to encourage you to give an answer, or am I trying to be neutral, which is my goal? Yeah, so that, is this like a personal hobby, or do you have like a group of people that you do it with? There's, there's this thing called street epistemology. Okay. And more and more people are, are having these talks. They're not necessarily going on in the street and talking to strangers like I'm doing. Gotcha. But they just, ha they happen organically. Okay. And then people are investigating deeply held beliefs in a really kind of friendly way. Yeah. So I'm gonna get my other camera here if you don't mind. You're good where you're standing. This one here. All right. Okay. Is there, you know, when I was sort of explaining what I'm doing, was there a particular belief that came to your mind first that you think that you might want to chat about? Yeah, I feel you, I feel you. Um, okay. I guess just, um, the God of Israel, like he's the one true God. So that's mm. kind of what I got. I know there's a lot of people that claim that God, a lot of people that claim those names, you know, they hear the label Christian a lot. Um, and so I don't know exactly what that means to you when I say that, but that's what I'll put forth. Does that make sense? I'm honestly glad that you said that you're not sure what that means to me, yeah. because when I hear a word like God, it could be very, very confusing, or I might assume that I know what you mean, and you right. assume that I know what uh, okay, you mean. People are on the same page, but, but we're, we're, not. we're not. Yeah, you're like over there, I'm over here. Yes, yes. Yeah. So so yeah. when I go about these conversations, words I think are very important, and the meaning of words are extremely important. For sure. So when you say the God of Israel, can you be a little bit more detailed or more specific as far as what that exactly is? For sure, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say he's the God as defined in the Holy Scriptures, known as the Holy Bible, right? Mm -hmm. And so that whole collection of books, if you will, or one book together, um, is, is basically him revealing himself to his people, Israel. And obviously that's thousands of years ago, but um, I believe that he died and came in the form of Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. that we could have this relationship with him, we being people that are not of that nation. Right, so obviously we're in America, which is really far from Israel. Mm -hmm. um, but yet I can still have that same relationship and same depth of relationship as somebody living thousands of years ago with you know just the Torah scriptures, which are uh, kind of the beginning mm -hmm. of the um, the Holy Bible as it is today. Okay. 
Does that make sense? Yes. You feel me? Okay. I do, totally. Cool. Let me know if you're not tracking with me. I will absolutely do that, and I'd, I'd encourage you to do the same. Yeah. So if I ask a question, you're like, I don't know what that means, <laughs> Anthony. Please uh, ask for clarification. Yeah. All right. So when I have these talks, I'm not as interested in like what the doctrine says, okay. or how it originated necessarily, or you know the journey from Israel, uh, right. this message from Israel to the United States, or something so like what that. What are you interested in? I'm interested in how you determined that the God of Israel is real. Right on. Okay. Okay. Can we talk about the justifications that you have? Yeah. Can you define that word for me right quick? Which word? Justifications. Reasons. Okay. Explanations. So kind of how I arrived to where I am. What mental thought process got me here. Yeah. Okay. Is it based on evidence? Is it based on a feeling? Is it based on upbringing or anything else for that matter like it doesn't even have to be those those three right, yeah, yeah. those are some of the common ones. ones that i get right right well definitely i would say upbringing is um on point because i grew up around kind of this area and uh mm. and my parents always brought me up going to church and so i always had this exposure to that general flavor of religion right and okay. so like we said there's a lot of different specific meanings to people and stuff but mm -hmm. very early i was introduced to that right sure because so that was always kind of in my mind um, I didn't have to stumble upon it or seek it, uh, bar none for myself, if that makes sense. And this then, is a belief that was introduced to you at an early age. Yeah, it was introduced mm -hmm. really early. Just kind of the general belief, right? So nothing yeah. specific, like you said, not specific, like doctrines, like this is, you know, and maybe there was, but I guess they didn't stick if I can't recall them too bad. Or maybe they're in there super deep, I don't know. What is your earliest memory of realizing that you had this belief? Um, my earliest memory? Yeah. I feel like my, well, my earliest memory is probably later than my earliest saying so, because my parents tell me all the time, like, all these stories, and I'm like, I don't remember that. Um, like, really clinging to it, I would say around late middle school, like early high school, right? 16-ish? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so a little mm. bit younger, like 14, 15, okay. kind of getting towards there, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's when I started really grappling with it. It wasn't just words people were giving me, but I really started going huh, what of this do I want to take? What do I want to leave? Does that make sense? I think so. You became a little bit more discriminating in what you were being told and wondering if it was something that you right. believed or not. I just kind of do what we're doing right here right now is being like, okay, what do I believe? What do I profess? What do I kind of know? Yeah. And then why did I get here? And is this somewhere I want to be? Is this somewhere that's actually true and good for me to be? Mm. Or is this just kind of where I am as a product of where I've been? Does that make sense? Totally. Kind of like here. I walked off the trail and here I am. Now, if I wanted to be out in the far loop of the trail, then I should consider maybe I should have gone the other way. Maybe I could start heading back that way. Okay. But here's where I am right now, so let's consider. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you said something really interesting there before the trail metaphor. Okay. <laughs> something to the effect of, you wanted to examine to see if the belief was true. Right. Or if you were deriving benefit from it. Mm. If that wasn't what you're saying, please let me know. All right. So as a person, I strive for what is true, right? Because you can find a million different beliefs within five square feet, right? You see people yeah. walking around. I'm sure we all have different beliefs, different mm -hmm. ideas, even just slightly. Even if we all agree on big things, you know, there's always going to be personal discrepancies. So as a person... I want to follow what is true, right? Okay. Because 
this world will give you a million and one things. Some of them true, some of them not. And so that's, that's what I seek after. Okay. Because I find that what doesn't hold uh, actual weight, what actually doesn't have any firm foundation, what actually isn't true, can be taken away and won't actually hold me up. Right? Like, it can seem firm, mm -hmm. but if there's a sinkhole right here, I'll just fall right through. Mm. So I'm seeking something that's that's really solid, if that makes sense. Did you conclude with a high degree of confidence that what you were seeking really is solid in its foundation and is true? I would say yes. Although I'd also say I didn't quite found, find what I thought I'd found. You know, I thought I'd found it and figured it out around the age 14, 15, 16, okay. as I started pressing into it. Yeah. And then I kept going and kept seeking, you know, more years through high school and stuff. And what I found mm. wasn't what I expected to find. So, you know, I'm looking for truth, right? Yeah. And I'm setting out and seeking for that. And I find it, but it doesn't look like what I thought. So kind of yes, kind of no. Correct me if I'm mistaken here. Yeah. I think what you're saying is you had a, an idea of what the truth would be you began to set out to look for that. Right on. And what you ended up finding to be true really didn't quite match what you envisioned at the start. Right, so I didn't find what I sought because I sought a very specific thing. But what I found was truth, which is what I was ultimately seeking. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. Rad. So, all right, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> I know, it's kind of convoluted. It takes no. a bit of mental gymnastics. Well, I, actually, I find that it takes uh, really paying very close attention to what you're saying. Because if I if I drift for a second and I hear like I'm hearing that thing in behind me, yeah. I'm worried that it's gonna like impede my ability to really grasp what you're saying. That's but right. I think I think I'm following you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, can I get a sense of how sure you are that what you now are believing to be true is really true in terms of like a scale from zero to one hundred? Okay. And this this scale is optional, and this is completely subjective. Optional scale. You don't you can say, hey, Anthony, that's I don't that's dumb. I don't want to do that. However, I have found that it's somewhat helpful in getting a sense of where a person is in terms of their certainty. Zero to 100, so like 100% would be, there's no question in my mind. I very, very strongly believe, almost to the point of knowing, that this is true. And zero would be, all I have is questions. I have doubt. There's, very opposite. I have no confidence at all that this thing is true. Yeah. Where would you be today as we stand right now in in this idea of what you're believing in being true. I gotta tell you, I wanna say 100 so bad, but like literally I'm out here and I'm wrestling with it, you know? And I don't I don't think that's indicative of falling down the scale, so to speak. But I just, I see myself not putting action to my claim of 100, does that make sense? And so I wanna stand before you and say, yes, I believe this full-heartedly. And I will tell you, yes, I'll give you a solid 97, uh -huh. that like, I'm so here for it, and I'm so grounded in it. But I just, I see myself in the ways that I grapple and I question, even when I'm like, yeah, like two minutes ago, this was so real, and then now I'm just like, oh, what's going on? Gotcha. You know, so I, some of that. God, I totally understand. It caught me on a weird day. No, no, no. A very real day. That's cool. And the more real you are during this talk, the more helpful it is in really getting to the root cause of how a person could hold a high degree of confidence that what they're believing in is true. Do you find that that confidence level fluctuates? I say no. As much as I just stood here and I was like, ah, oh, the days are weird, you know. But I say no because 
even when I'm uncertain about things, whether it be these beliefs and these things I stand on and I have questions about them or just be it random things in life that come up, you know, that is what I find myself still clinging to, right? And being grounded in. Mm -hmm. So okay. I, I feel like I, I have these times and I have these questions where, you know, it would seem that the easy thing to do would be to knock that down a few pegs on the scale mm -hmm. and say, I don't know, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to reel this back in and not hold to it so tightly. But I find that that's when I want to press into it all the more, because again, with that, that okay. firm foundation kind of thing, yeah. if the foundation is as firm as I believe that it is, it will hold no matter what confidence I have in it. Right. Something is going to be true regardless of how confident you are that it is. Right. Right, and it helps if I'm confident, because, you know, it makes me feel better. But yeah. That doesn't make it any less true. This post is still here, whether right. I think it is or not. Okay, I think I'm with you where, hi. I think I'm with you in that I could, I could have a very low degree of confidence that this belief that you have is true. Right. For example, I'll just play, you know, yeah. the opposite of you. However, regardless of my confidence in that belief, it can still very well be true. Yes, you can be sincere and be wrong. Yeah. Okay. Is it conceivable that you might have a strong degree of confidence in something that really isn't true? That, that's exactly what I just said. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody else that doesn't believe as I believe yeah. is wrong and therefore they're sincere and wrong. I'm saying even I can be utterly sincere and utterly wrong. Gotcha. You know, mm -hmm. you look at uh, um, Paul, right? Before he's Paul, you know the story, mm -hmm. um, when he's Saul, mm -hmm. he's going around doing his thing. He's so zealous for the Lord mm -hmm. and he's so, he's like, um, you know, these Christians are heretics and what are they doing? I'm just going to go after them and like, I keep the law. He's like law number one, dude, right? Like he, he's got it all together. He thinks he follows it to the letter and, and he's wrong. You know, he, he gets hit upside the head basically mm. on that Damascus road and God's like, why are you persecuting me? Why are you doing this? You know, you know, you're doing this out of a zeal. I, I, you know, it's, it's clear that he's very passionate about what he's doing. He's taking people's lives. You don't do that without passion, mm -hmm. but he's wrong, you know? And so even me standing here, absolutely, I could stand here and give you the most excited 97% never wavers, you know? And yeah, I could be totally off the wall mm. and totally wrong. Mm -hmm. However, as you're kind of probing and asking these questions and going on this pursuit, I'm telling you, I have my reasons why I know I'm not wrong. Does that make right. Sense? Okay. Yeah. Totally. Okay. And I, I definitely would love to explore those reasons, but I do recognize that we are getting a little long here, and I don't want to hold you up from something if you have to go. But we can definitely keep talking. And can I offer you a water? Um. I mean, I feel like other, I don't know. Okay. If you. You want to keep chatting? Yeah. Okay. I mean, honestly, I was I was gonna go into work today, and I felt gross, <laughs> so I was like, I'll go for a walk instead. I'm gonna get my hike on here pretty soon. Yeah, it's pretty red. It's a good place. Yeah. All right. But yeah, uh, I don't mind. I definitely would like to explore the reasons, the justifications that uh, are helping you maintain a high degree of confidence. And uh, but before we do that, you mentioned something about being grounded in the belief. Yeah. And it, it my ears like pricked up Ding. like, OK, <laughs> interesting, because what I'm wondering is, can a person be so grounded in a belief that they are unwilling to seriously entertain the possibility that they're mistaken. Oh, they totally can. Okay. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's when you get labeled radical. You start labeling other people. It's like they don't want to listen. They're being ignorant. They're shutting it out. They're so grounded in their belief that they're yeah. unwilling to even consider or think. And I think it's totally possible. I, I, I so hear that. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Are you in that category? 
that's a tricky one because I feel like nobody that you're going to ask that is going to be like, yep, I'm totally stubborn, you know. <laughs> so I want, I want to sit here and be like, no, I'm not. And I can say with more confidence that I'm not as mm. I, you know, okay, go back, you know, 14, 15 years of age. Right. Deal. You know, I, I saw the truth. So I didn't seek it in singular places. And obviously I was kind of disenchanted with where I'd been told it was coming from, my upbringing, because mm -hmm. I was still seeking, right? So that's kind of where I was, and so I didn't, I didn't just seek deep, but I tried to seek wide as well. Because like I said, there's a lot of people that will say, I have the answer, I have what you're looking for, whatever that is, be it a, a t-shirt or a core belief, you know, mm -hmm. people will have it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or they'll say they'll have it and they'll offer it to you. Okay. So I'd like to say no for that reason. You'd like to say that you're not uh, tied to the belief and unwilling to lower your confidence in it. Is that what you're saying? I'm not willing to lower my confidence. And it's because of my proofs on this end of the scale. No, mm. Not so much as my aversion to other proofs. It's that I've searched them through and I've found mine to be true and them to be not. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. okay. So these, these proofs that you have over here right? that are allowing you to maintain such a high degree of confidence and even to the point where you say, I'm probably even unwilling to lower my confidence because I have such confidence in these proofs. Yeah. Um, I, I think we really should explore the proofs. Let's Maybe go, I've been point. waiting. <laughs> it's okay. And, and it's tempting to really rush to it, but yeah. I, I think I really have a very good understanding now of, of okay. where you're coming from. Good. So are we talking, this is one proof, is it 30 proofs, is it? Is it 10, I mean, I don't know that I have like an exhaustive list, but I can start telling you about them if you like. What is the biggest one that comes to mind? Maybe we could just look at that one only. Um, sure. Yeah. Are you able to boil down to like a sentence of what it is? Or? <laughs> this is the part where I start to sound crazy. I love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you can have all the religion you want, but if it doesn't change you, it doesn't do much for you. And that's just a personal thing. That's just kind of a precursor of why this strikes me so strongly, right? Mm -hmm. So I believe so firmly in this God. And I believe so firmly in these beliefs because I've had personal interaction with him. I've had personal conversation, personal struggle, personal victory, a relationship like you and I. Granted, mm -hmm. we've only been here, you know, however many minutes. Yeah. And you only know so much and I only know so much about you, vice versa but I've been having this kind of relationship, this face-to-face, -face, I, I hear from you, I see you, maybe not exactly like we are right now, uh -huh. but in a similar kind of vein with the Lord that created all of this. Okay, all right. And that, that to me is, is that's so a big, powerful. That's a big one. Okay. Yeah, it's a big claim. It's a really big claim. Is it a claim or is it a proof? I would say it's a proof because I know it has happened to me and it's really hard for someone outside of myself to say, mm. Well, I know this happened for real because it didn't happen to them. Right. And it's hard for them to say, I know it didn't happen because it didn't happen to them. So I can tell from, I, I just understand from somebody else's perspective. And I've talked to people, you know, where I go to school and stuff that are they're like, yeah, but that's just you and you can't prove that to me. And those are just words. But to me, yeah. that's like one of the realest things. Does that make sense? Totally. So for me, yeah. it's absolutely a proof because it's something that's dramatically impacted my life. But I realize that to some other people, that's just me talking noise, right? Or not necessarily talking noise, but um, explaining something that maybe I would never be able to understand. Right. That would be pretty compelling. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to have a personal experience and then use it to conclude to a high degree of certainty that your God is real. Right. Have you ever met anyone who has had similar personal experiences but with completely different gods? Oh, I have. I haven't met many because I've been so busy in school right now, and so I haven't been able to go out and almost like you're doing, like just talk to people and be like, yo man, what's up? You know, <laughs> but I have talked to a couple of people on campus, and, um, and there was a guy who was actually there on a mission, right? So he's from the LDS, the Latter-day mm -hmm. Saints, yeah. and he's there on mission, and he was telling me like all these crazy things, and I just straight up looked at him, I was like, I can't explain to you what happened there. I'm not going to try and say you're right. I'm not going to try and say you're wrong. Um, that's crazy. I'll give you that. That like what you're telling me is insane, but it's it's not the same as what I believe. Does that make sense? So I've definitely run into people where I'm like, man, that's amazing, but I can't explain that. Mm -hmm. But I still think who you're worshiping is not who you should be worshiping. Does that make sense? Uh huh. Okay. I really like also how you're checking to make sure that I'm tracking with you. That's, yeah. really, that's really great. Well, because I know I just talk a lot, and I know oh. I know what's going on, and other people sometimes don't. <laughs> no, so. this is good. In fact, I yeah. think you'd probably be really good at this method. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, you should. If, if you know, if you're interested, I can give you. I'll give you this magnet when I'm done. It has street epistemology on it, just okay. as a reminder. Yeah, so it's like stuff I can look up about it, is what you're mm -hmm. saying. Like if I. You can actually see the videos that I've uploaded, and okay. there are other people that are doing this too. Right. And it doesn't have to be on the street. Right. You can just wait till yeah, it on just. The trail. Or till you know, it just organically happens on a bus or something, yeah, or, okay. or social media. Um, all right. So if I understand what you're saying, when you heard about this personal experience that presumably brought this individual to a high degree of confidence that a completely different God exists, you recognize that he he he's saying that he had a personal experience, but you didn't find it all that convincing. Well, that particular case I found really tricky because he was he was dead set that we believe the same i just had a little bit wrong perspective right because he's like i believe in the same god you do i worship yeah. jesus and it's like yeah you're saying all the same words but kind of like we talked about in the beginning like they weren't mm -hmm. exactly lining up we didn't mean the same thing couldn't we just run the same uh, scenario though but with somebody who believes in a completely different god much different like a, I, I like to use the example of a hindu god named vishnu okay. and and there's a woman who experienced uh Vishnu, like she's convinced of it. What time period do you know? Like, are I, you thinking of a specific? I'm, I'm sort of using a hypothetical, okay. but it wouldn't be uncommon for right. somebody in India maybe to be watching this and saying, what that lady is referring to about her God is very similar to the experience that I had with Vishnu. Yeah. Would you find her story compelling? And what do you her, mean? Her personal uh, relationship with Vishnu, a completely different God. I do find it compelling because I I can't deny, like I said, that people are passionate, right? I don't know necessarily how firm that foundation is of what they're passionate about. Kind of like I said, if they're sincere and right, or sincere and a little bit right or wrong or wherever they lie in that spectrum, right? So uh, I'll give her that she has a relationship of some sort, something going on. Again, like I said, that's personal. I will never attempt to understand her relationship with what she experiences, really with anybody, but especially on religious scale. Do you think that she would be warranted to have a high degree of confidence because she thinks that she's had a personal experience with Vishnu? I will allow a higher degree of confidence, but I know you said you wanted to hone in on kind of like my number one, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, because I said I had a couple reasons, mm -hmm. right? 
Um, was the personal experience not the number one? No, I would say it's number one for me personally. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I would say you can't rely on any, or I, I wouldn't say you can't. I would say I would caution to rely on a single um, proof, if you will. Oh, okay. Because right? there's people. You have a basket of proofs. Right, like there's that people right? that are like, I know it's true because mm -hmm. I feel it. And it's kind of an emotional thing. It's kind of a abstractly spiritual thing. And there's other people on the other side of the spectrum that say, I know it's true because I've vetted it out completely and I've, you know, kind of dug my fingers into every corner and aspect of it. And mm -hmm. you have these two different people that, you know, have very different methodologies, mm -hmm. but still are utterly convinced of what they think is true. Mm -hmm. And so I would, and there's people with beliefs all over the world that go about either of these ways or anything in between yeah. that have wildly different beliefs. Yeah. Right? So. I would caution to go, well, because I feel it, that's all I need. Or because I've studied these few things, that's all I need. You have a comprehensive collection of proofs in this basket right? to justify your high degree of confidence. It's not just personal experience. I understand that. Yeah. All right. Is faith in that basket? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I just kind of talk to you about, you know, sometimes when I personally am struggling with it or even some, some of the stuff you're asking me, like how people can be really, really sincere and have these personal experiences. It's like, honestly, man, I, I don't know. I don't know how to smooth out all the creases on that one. I, I just don't, mm -hmm. you know, I can give you what I, I believe, what I've studied out, what I've questioned out, um, how I see it as a person, how I've understood it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I, can't, I can't iron it all out for you because it's 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 bigger than I am. Does that make sense? Is that where the 3% comes in occasionally? I, I guess. Okay. I don't quite understand the question. Well, you, sometimes you encounter wrinkles in the belief. Like, uh, you know, sometimes you have these little wrinkles. I'm wondering if that's the equivalent of that little gap between 100% certainty. Mm, I say no. Because I don't, I don't think I need to know everything. Right, have all my wrinkles straightened out, so to speak, to be able to believe. That's kind of where that faith comes in. I don't think if you sat here and explained to me every question I ever had, that'd be insane. But I think if you did it, that shouldn't impact my belief as strongly as I think you're putting on it. Because then my belief is not actually in a relationship, a God, if you will, like that. It's actually in just understanding things about that God. Does that make sense? It's actually just in having the right answers about it. I don't want answers. I want salvation and truth. Does that make sense? What do you mean by answers? Do you mean evidence? I mean, I mean just understanding. Like okay. literally, you have questions, I have questions, some of them may be the same. You don't need understanding to have salvation. As far as I'm tracking with you, I think so. Okay. <laughs> We're getting a little bit sticky, so I'm just trying to yeah, yeah. soak it in. Hmm. If a faith wasn't a component in that basket, okay. would the basket get lighter? What does that mean? Would, would you find things that are in the basket that you can no longer maintain if you didn't have faith in there in that basket along with all, everything else? As far uh, hmm, that's a tough one. Can you repeat it to me slowly? Yeah. No, no differently, I just, I marinate. Okay, well I'm gonna definitely. That's okay. Uh, I just want it's, there's again. definitely going to be some variation because I, I don't remember exactly what I said. That's right. I'm kind of a literal person. Um, so the question is, if you took faith out of that basket, like you, you discovered that faith was 
an unreliable component okay. to concluding that things are true. So by saying that, sure. are you saying, so since faith is not a component, therefore pure evidence needs to be a component? No, no, no. no. Okay. okay. Then we refine that a bit? Yeah. Okay. What I think I'm saying, or asking here, <laughs> is if you realize that faith wasn't a valid proof sitting in your basket, right. would there be other proofs in that basket that would also have to come out? because you're taking faith out of the mix. So kind of like they're tied to faith and faith yeah. goes, they go. Right, like, so I'm thinking, let's say that you didn't say this, but let's say that you have, you, you had a miracle <laughs> and the way that you are concluding that the miracle was really your God is because you have faith. My way of explaining it is due to faith and therefore I ascribe my miracle to my God. Is that what I'm hearing? I'm just trying to understand because I'm yes. a little bit lost. I think so. Okay. Yeah. So let's say that you have these things in your basket and some of them are dependent on faith. If you didn't have faith in that basket, would there be other proofs sitting in that basket that would also have to come out? I'm going to pin that question. I understand it now. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I'm going to ask you to define faith right quick before I continue, I which hate, is a I, sticky one. I hate defining it for I'm people. I'm so sorry. I mean, I, I can give you my definition, but... How are you working it within the framework of this question? Is, is really all I'm asking. Great question. I don't need your definition of it. I need the question's definition, if you will. Honestly, I think we should go with your definition of faith. Okay. Because, I, well, I asked you, is faith in this mix? And I think you said yes. Yes. Uh-huh. That's what I said. And kind of like at the start, where we were talking about definitions of God, okay. I didn't tell you what my definition was. I, I asked for yours. And I think we should probably do the same thing for faith. Okay. So when we talk about faith, what does that word mean to you? <laughs> uh, all the Bible drills are coming back. You know, faith is the is the substance of things unseen. It's the proof, it's the evidence, it's all that jazz. And and I would I would say it's 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 kind of just that. It's it's those beliefs that you have, right? And I'll, I'll give it to you kind of this way. Faith is belief. Faith is kind of your beliefs. Now this is just my working definition for right now. Okay. I haven't actually hammered this out super well, which is why when you ask me, I give you a kind of hazy answer. But I believe that everybody has faith. You put your faith in something, right? I have a friend, Sean, and uh, Sean comes from the science world. And um, and so he's, he's real into astronomy and stuff. And I go, Sean, how do you know that, that Johannes Kepler's laws are, are true? Right? And he's like, oh, well, they, they mathematically work out, and this all works, and you can see them here, you can see them at play. And I go, have you done these? Have you done these tests? And he goes, no. And I say, okay, so you're putting your faith in, that he, in the fact that he did good science, and in the fact that he, mm. you know, actually saw these out. He didn't fudge the numbers any, right? Mm -hmm. And so even if it's heavily evidenced faith, I think faith is your belief, right? And then there's also that aspect of faith where you don't know everything, because you're just a person and you haven't learned every single thing there is to learn. And so that's another aspect of faith, but I would wrap it all up into a big bow. Okay. Does that work? Yeah, I think I'm clear on the first part okay. in that, in your view, faith is believing in something, even though you haven't necessarily gone out and, and probed it yourself and, and actually done the calculations. Right. It's uh, accepting something um, because you think that there's evidence for it. 
Is that a good definition of it? Is that what you're saying? I would, I would just alter that to you take the evidence for it. Because somebody could give you evidence. You yeah. could say, I don't, those dots don't add up to me. But then to take it and say, yes, I'm going to place my faith in that. Does that make sense? The acceptance of... Of, of the evidence given. Hmm. This is getting sticky because it's starting to sound like I'm saying, well, you need evidence to have faith, which is not necessarily where I want to go. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think there I'm just getting to the point that faith can occur even when evidences are prevalent. Pre present. Words are hard. This is the most talked about that. Faith can occur even when evidence is present. Right. Some people say if there's evidence, well, that's not really faith. And I say, no, I, mm. I think there's still a degree of faith there. And I think okay. like I was trying to get to the other side is also where you don't have evidence. Yeah. And you're taking a step out kind of into the unknown. So a person could conclude that something is true by using faith, even though it may not really be true. Say that one more time, please. A person... Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like what you're saying with the definition of faith that we've explored here is that a person could have faith that something is true and it really not be true. Okay. Is faith in your basket? Yes. Are there other proofs in this basket that are dependent on faith? I'm gonna say I'm sure there are because faith is such a big aspect to anything that is unknown. You mm. know, whether you press into it and you start getting more and more confident via proofs or whether you just strike out into the unknown, I just think it's, it's, it's a big part, you know, because we just don't know everything. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say yes, mm -hmm. although I'm struggling in my mind to ascribe specifically. We've covered a lot of ground here, and, and sometimes the best thing to do is is to like end the conversation so that we can both be thinking about it later. So I'm completely open to doing that You know, at some point. We have to end the talk. And... I don't know. I feel like we've circled a whole bunch. You think we've circled? Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, it just is. I mean, that's just kind of how our conversation's gone. These things loop. We loop. It's great. <laughs> we came to baskets. We left baskets. We came back. It's all good. Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm really interested in the quality of the proofs that are sitting in the basket. And if those proofs are in the basket because you also have faith in there alongside with them, mm -hmm. and faith can lead a person to think something is true and it's really not. Yeah. Are those proofs sitting in that basket worthy of a 97% confidence that what you're believing is true? Mm, that's an excellent question. May I ask you a question? Of course. Although I've been asking you questions a whole bunch, <laughs> but this is kind of more of a yeah. direct question, if you will. I was going to say, we could probably add up the number of questions in this conversation, <laughs> including, are you tracking? Are you with me? <laughs> okay, yeah. And, and we're probably equal in questions, so yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. You can ask me anything you want. Why are you out here? Oh, that's a good question. I'm on a pursuit for truth. And I think asking questions is probably one of the best tools at our disposal okay. for figuring out if what I'm believing is true, if what you're believing is true, if what that guy that just walked by us, you know, five minutes ago is believing is true. Mm -hmm. And I have this sort of hypothesis that we're building these maps of reality in our minds okay. and based on personal experiences, based on perceptions of evidence, 
And I want to make sure that my map is accurate. And I want to make sure that the map that people in my community are walking around with are accurate. Very conscientious of you. Well, because they teach my kids in school or they might mm -hmm. be driving down the road or uh, doing my taxes yes. or something like Influences that. Influences everywhere. Like exactly how they vote. So that's my motivation okay. uh, primarily. Uh, secondarily, I do like to record them, these talks, because when I see <clears throat> people discuss this topic in particular, yeah. it doesn't tend to go very uh, respectfully, right? Yes, I, so, I feel. Yeah, and I've, I've jeopardized some relationships with family members because I was you know, very aggressive in questioning their views. Mm. And not just on God, but anything, polit politics or whatever. Yeah, there's a season, it's rough. There's a you season? Know. Yeah, there's a season. There's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Ecclesiastes here. Um, I can put it in less abstract terms, you know. There, there's a time to push people and a time to kind of just, you know, like you said, like end the conversation and kind of diffuse and, you know, with everybody that's different. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, like my mom, I can't push her very much. You know, if I start like getting up in her grill, she's like, step off, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. But, you know, with some of my friends, I can be like, why do you think that? Yeah. Push that further, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying I understand yeah. that it's a uh, it's kind of hard and sometimes you go too far but you feel like that's worth it and so you're like i want you to get this or i want you to yeah. just at least ask yourself these questions and so i understand that but that was a great talk yeah. um did i give you one of my cards no you haven't okay you've given me nothing but questions yeah and some words thanks <coughs> yeah that was great uh, do you have any more questions for me i always i always leave conversations with more questions than i start so of course i do mm. um I just, uh, I just, I can't, can't quite get a sense of, of uh, your pursuit yet. Oh. You know, mm. and I, I hear you so much on, you wanting to kind of get a read of the area and, and, and probe right. people and, right. and, you know, very much, I, I very much understand, you know, even wanting people for their sake, like, mm -hmm. even, even if you don't change, like, I want you to consider. Yeah. I want you to have a firmer conviction than when you started. If that makes sense. I understand kind that, of that sort of question. Yeah, okay, so let me let me try to use it in terms of the discussion that we were having. Um, like we, I think we all have baskets, baskets of proofs to justify the beliefs that we're holding in our brains. And I love sort of picking through the basket and seeing, uh, is well, is there really anything in the basket, for one? And what you think is in there, is it reliable to support a high degree of confidence. So one of the goals here is to help a person think about their beliefs and the justifications that they have. Right. And because they may say, you know what, yeah, maybe personal experience isn't really the most uh, reliable way to conclude that something is true. Yeah. Like that, uh, the Hindu woman who thinks that Vishnu is real. Yeah. And maybe they say, you know, I really can't keep that in my basket or it can stay in my basket, but I'm gonna, the weight that I'm gonna give that is gonna be a little lighter, yeah. So I think these, this sort of approach of what I'm doing here is this street epistemology stuff. Can help a person re-examine what is in the basket, what they think is in the basket. Okay. And if they feel they're getting a little light, they might lower their confidence in the belief and find other things to put in the basket to bolster the, the confidence back up. Okay, so is, I would ask them, is, is that what you're wanting? Because I know you're wanting people to examine. Very good. And you're wanting people to judge and weigh and mm -hmm. really take a good hard look into, which is great. I think mm -hmm. I really do. Um, but I'm wondering, kind of in your heart of hearts, like what are you hoping for them? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, my hope for you and me 
and everybody that I talk to, and even people that I don't talk to. <laughs> As they go by. I, I hope for the majority of the population to want to believe true things, uh -huh. first of all, and for the things that they do think are true, that they have a solid foundation. Remember at the start you were talking about like bouncing up and down? Yeah. Like I want people to have solid foundations for the beliefs that they hold because it ends up motivating us to behave differently. Right. And we talked about how you vote or teach or yeah. whatever. Like those, Honestly, how you live. Like how we conduct our lives, our behaviors, yes. yeah. Even on an uh, imperceptible level, it, mm -hmm. it changes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, precisely. So this is sort of about trying to make the world a little bit of a better place. You know, one person at a time, one belief at a time, one justification at a time, one foundation at a time. And, and see if, um, yeah, I guess my presupposition okay. is that the more true things that we believe, the better it will be for humanity. Interesting, okay. And yes, I have biases. I may completely share your view. I may believe that a completely different God exists. Right. Or I may believe that there are no gods. Right, because you based it off me, this conversation. I try to, I want to be a mirror to you. Yes. And you, you honestly strike me as a person that would be really good at this method. Uh, you know, you don't have to learn, but if, if you want to look into it, that would be great. I want to give you this magnet, by the way. Yeah, All faith right. is, is a hard one for me to hammer out. Mm -hmm. it, it really is, because, you know, there's, there's kind of this like silly yeah. version of faith that people go, oh, faith that is that. whatever ah. you, you can't test. And so you just take it on faith and that makes you silly for it. You know, and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't think that's quite right, but it, the words are kind of, kind of hard for me to get out. Well, I would love to run into you at some other point. Yeah. I, I know you're sort of like you're leaving town. That's unfortunate. But if, yeah. if you want to keep examining this whole role of what a faith exactly is and its role in, uh, in influencing the other proofs in the basket, that type of thing, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. All right. Right on, Anthony. Yeah, thank you. Good to talk to you. Yeah, same here. Would you like to grab water? Oh, I'm good. I'm about to head back okay. to my car. So I'm going to grab one now. I appreciate it, though. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. That's great. All right. Well, I guess I'll go back to whatever I was doing. Do you know what time it is, by chance? Um, it is 1222. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I have an eye appointment in an hour. All right. So I think I'll probably do one more talk. I hope they are not irate. Hey, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. If it went, you know, if, if I could have another conversation just like we've done, it would be fantastic. And this was a great talk. All right. Yeah. Best of luck to you, Anthony. Thank you. All right. All right. I'll see you. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, this was an enthusiastic, animated, and well-spoken theist, even jumping up and down to illustrate her desire to have a solid foundation for her beliefs. While Madison may have felt that we were circling too much, I was happy with the speed and direction of this one. We established that she has a double standard for accepting the personal relationships that people might have with a competing God. And we learned that faith seems to be a required component in her basket. 
among other things. This might be one of those chats where it might be helpful to watch and listen to it at least more than once, just to catch all the nuance in there. Rather than go through her entire collection of proofs in her basket, I decided to see if faith was required for any of those proofs after she hinted that that could be in the mix. Now, I don't like using that word proof. I would have much rather preferred something like sufficient evidence, but I went with her description there. At the end of the talk, it did seem like she was a little reluctant to leave. Now, that could be an indication that she wanted to talk more, or maybe she felt like she didn't represent herself well and wanted to keep going, or possibly something else. Yet all of those things suggest to me that she was deeply engaged in the discussion. This was a long talk, and at one point, a very large group of people came by. It became quite noisy, so I'm going to probably have to edit some of that out. Doing so should not affect the tone of the overall discussion in any way. While Madison was well-spoken and appeared to have given her belief a lot of thought, and even suggested that she was open-minded, I'm not entirely sure that she was being completely honest with herself there. For example, did you notice after using the outsider test with a Hindu woman who also had a personal relationship but with Vishnu that Madison suddenly wanted to move on from her God experience by saying something like, oh, there's so many other reasons, not just that one thing. It can be very revealing when a person suddenly wants to move on to another one of their justifications. So watch out for that when you're having these kinds of talks. It's a good indication that you've made progress. We also spent a lot of time at the end there going over my motivations, which might be boring for some of the audience who's already familiar with my work. And yet going over that again could be beneficial for people who are unfamiliar with my work. So hopefully that won't be too tiresome for most of you. And I wasn't just blowing smoke when I said that I thought Madison would make a great SEer. She was very careful about our joint understanding of the meaning of words. She asked for clarification multiple times checked frequently to make sure that I was tracking her, and she was an attentive listener. <laughs> Heck, she even suggested defining the word faith, which is something that I should have done much earlier on. I really hope that she looks into SE. Perhaps people can leave a comment or two for her suggesting that she do so. Probing the epistemology of an individual who has given their belief more thought than the average person doesn't make progress more difficult. It just requires more time. It's unfortunate that I may never run into Madison again because I'm pretty confident that she has the fortitude to honestly examine the underpinnings of her God belief. And I'm hopeful that this conversation has given her some new tools with which to do so. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.